Good morning, Magic Nation. It's a Wednesday morning once again, and you know what that means. MBA on air with Amar Delon and Dr. Kana, straight from Malaysia. And we're grateful to technology for making all of this possible. Of course, Amar Delon, your favorite Malaysian Visaya business coach, and Dr. Kana, here to talk about mental health. Good morning, you two, and welcome once again. Morning, good morning, June. Good morning. Uh, good morning, June. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, Today is our uh, last episode for season four. Um, very excited to see everybody again. But don't worry, even if it's the last episode, I'm still going to be posting a lot of updates, and uh, you can fo- continue to follow and listen to me on my social media. Uh, I'm on Instagram, so that's at Amardilan. I'm on Facebook, that's at Amardilan Coach. I'm on Twitter back again on my actual original account, so that's it. Yeah, that's Amardilan. And uh, you can also follow me on LinkedIn for a lot of uh, career and business-related tips. That's also at Amardilan. Uh, and uh, of course, a website access for you to come and do your self-study module is, is at adam.adaccess.biz. Uh, I'm going to give out the free voucher code for you guys, ADAM4U, the word A-D-A-M, number four, and the letter U. Uh, this is for MBA on air listeners. So you'll be given the workshop for free instead of having to pay for it um, until we meet again for the next season. So these are things to keep you going forward. If you have been listening to us, keep up the momentum. Do not let it slide. All right. Just because I'm not on air, don't go back into your old ways of doing things. I'm quite sure you would have made a lot of progress. Stay the course. Keep the progress. Right. Like uh, uh, recapping my personal trainer from Zamboanga from Mindanao. He's still every day sending me a message saying, Sir, good morning. This is how he starts every morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning, boss. And then sometimes I'm like, oh my God, it's him again. Then I would have to reply to him. Because the moment I reply to him, he's first thing like, did you work out this morning? Aww. I'm like, <laughs> so I said, like, oh, I'm going to work out later. So every day, I'm still in the best shape of my life. And this man has been able to transform my, my physical body all the way from the other side of the world. So just like that, I'm able to trans- transform your financial life, your career life, your business life all the way from here. Distance is nothing but a thing in this time and day. So stay the course. So yeah, um, that's right, Amar. You need that momentum going. And just like how we did a shower every day we need motivation and inspiration every single day so you can still uh, go on follow me on uh, Harmonious Haven on Facebook and on Instagram to get that support and guidance for mental health and relationship guidance uh, you can continue to follow us on this uh, social media platform Wonderful, of course. So take note of that, Magic Nation. And so what are we talking about today, Mr. DeLon? So today, me and Dr. Kana will be approaching uh, fear on different aspects. Dr. Kana is going to uh, approach that more on uh, on a psychological point of view, things like that. For me, I'm going to approach it more on a living life point of view. Right? Just a simple example. It's been two years uh, since COVID has uh, kind of crippled the whole world. Almost. We're getting there, right? Uh, so, end of December two, 2019 is when these things were coming up and then lockdown, the first lockdown was in March of 2020, second lockdown was uh, happened again in 2021 and if you had followed my advice on a lot of things, you know, saving money, growing money, you'd have had made some money by now, you'd have had some growth by now, so don't 
be afraid to take action to live your life well. That's very true. So let's uh, do a little bit of introspection now, Magic Nation. And if you'd like to do a recap, um, Mr. Delon has mentioned his socials. He's also on Spotify. And if you want to listen once again to the episodes from many seasons back and start from the beginning, there are so many uh, episodes that they've uploaded there for you to listen. And I'm sure there's something that's definitely a gem for you that, that you can use and take with you and transform your life. Pandemic or no pandemic. If you do have questions, don't forget, it's uh, magicbizcoach at gmail.com. So today, we are going to face something that every single person encounters. And for some, it's pretty difficult because fear plays with you. And it's not a joke. It's not a joke. So different levels of fear and how we're going to deal with it, how it impacts our life, how we can be better. What made you choose this topic, Mr. Delon? So uh, for a lot of my clients who know me, my very first approach to them would always be to challenge their notion of fear. So I have a couple of multimillionaire clients, multi-billionaire clients, and I would always ask them, why aren't you doing this thing for your business? Why aren't you giving the vacations? Why aren't you doing the team building? Why aren't you uh, supporting your team? Why aren't you modernizing your business? And the answer would almost always be, because I'm afraid, Amar. You're afraid of what? I'm afraid of what people will say, afraid of what if it fails, or blah, blah, blah. So I approach every topic of fear using this one primary acronym that I've been using since I was 11 years old. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. Anytime you're afraid of something, it is not actually there. It hasn't actually happened. But you create this demon in your head before you go and, 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 and you actually face it, you live in that shadow of that demon that you've created. So you live in the shadow of your own fear. For example, if I were to say, um, go and get, go and meet someone go for single people, right? Why are you still single? You're already 30, 40, 50. Why are you still single? Oh, I'm afraid, you know, uh, I'm, I'm too good for this person. This is ego masking talking stuff, right? Oh, I'm afraid I will not, I'm afraid I will not find the right person. Uh, I'm afraid I'm too old. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. But aren't you afraid that you're going to die alone? That's a legitimate fear too, right? Now, that fear is going to become a reality because you're afraid to live. So, another acronym counter this false evidence being real is face everything and rise. Oh, that's a nice one. Face everything and rise. Yes. I like that, I like that. So, uh, most people living constantly live in fear you're either living in fear of your community or whatever religious belief you have or something and at the end of the day only you can choose how your life is supposed to turn out i'd like to go back to my childhood moment so when i was about four or five years old and uh, we didn't live in a very very my family wasn't wealthy but uh, my parents tried to give the best that they can for me and i was the first born so about four i was four or five years old so uh, my parents wanted to see me have a lot of fun so they wanted to go and get me this um, all these uh, cars where you can you know the kids you can push on your feet and the car will move around uh, it's like a little miniature car where a five-year-old can actually sit down so when my parents bought me that all of my relatives were saying like oh 
you're spoiling your son. He's going to be rotten. You know, this is not what it should be done. Blah, 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 blah. My mom, who is the least bit bothered, continued doing things for us. Least bit bothered. Because the same people who said that about us, when they had their own children, they were spoiling their own children rotten. Right? Now, but my mom knew what was needed to be done at a particular time. So when I was about five, six years old, she bought me a complete set of encyclopedias. Not any encyclopedia, it was the best encyclopedia in the world known as Britannica Encyclopedia. That base of knowledge paved my way to my adulthood. Again, everybody in her community would say, you're wasting money, this is books, this is blah blah blah, this is useless, da 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 But because my mom was able to face everyone and rise, I am now a Madeline, your favorite Malaysian Bisaya coach. Dr. Kana is there supporting uh, for the mental health. The contribution for the world is going on beyond her lifespan. My mom has passed away in 2012, so that's what? Uh, nine, nine, years. Nine, years, nine years. Nine years, almost a decade after she passed, what she's done by facing everything and rising has put two individuals, my brother was in the background supporting us, three individuals who are changing lives of hundreds and thousands of people every single day if you face your fear. If you have lived in fear, You'd have not only uh, wasted the lives of three other lives that followed you, but potentially the other lives are going to be empowered from this life that has benefited from me doing whatever I'm doing, Dr. Kana doing whatever. You're pretty lucky, Mr. Delon, that your mom's very brave too, going against the flow, walking the road less traveled. And that's not easy. It's definitely not easy. And because of that, uh, I was uh, groomed to fine uh, very very powerful women so my my late wife was one such woman she was oh courage nothing can uh, defy her courage right so here here there was a, a, a filipino born catholic woman she found a man who's a malaysian who's non-catholic hindu and everything else and nobody in her community was supporting her right yet she faced everything and rose. How handsome did you feel like Mr. Delon? I'm sorry. I had to ask that. <laughs> you must feel so handsome. Uh, one of the funniest thing is uh, when I met my late wife, I was still in the movies and I was still doing modeling part-time. So uh, I would always think that uh, she was with me because of the way I looked or so on and so forth. But truthfully, she was very supportive of uh, these things that I was doing at that particular time. Because uh, for me, it is the reflection of courage that I saw within me, that I saw within to be able to move forward. So uh, when you have that level of, of lust for life in the right kind of way, life is always going to throw shit at you. You're always going to get bad stuff thrown at you. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have a free workshop I call Heartbeat, where I draw the uh, heartbeat rhythm that you see on the ECG on the whiteboard. So this is life, everything's going fine. And suddenly things are going fine and then boop, it goes down. Goes down below the straight line, then goes back up. Goes down, that's how a heartbeat works. So even the heartbeat goes up and down, up and down. How can we expect life to be straight? The only way things will be straight is if your heart is no longer beating. I got this inspiration for this workshop when my daughter, who's 20 now, was about 15 or 16, said this to me. She said, how can we expect life to be easy and straight? When even our heartbeat goes up and down, I'm like, whoa, wisdom coming from a 16-year-old at that time. That inspired me to start this uh, the free workshop that I do for every, everyone. So when you are living, knowing fear allows you to identify what courage is. Courage is not in the absence of fear. Courage only shows up in the presence of fear. Just like lights. If I turn on the spotlight in the middle of the daylight, there's no meaning for the light. Yet when night falls, and then you'll see like, oh, 
this light serves a purpose. So if you're just courageous for no reason, there's no place, no place venue or reason for you to be courageous. There's no meaning to it. Yet, if you're a single mom, you're rising above it every day. You know, if you're a single mom, you have men who are trying to take advantage of you. You have the world which is trying to take advantage of you. You're rising above it all because you want to provide a good life for your children. For those who are already within you, your family members, etc, etc. Right? If you are, are an amputee, for whatever reason, your legs been cut off, your hands been cut off, you have the courage to get up and go and face the world. People are going to mock you. People are going to look at you funny. Yet you get up, you have the courage to make a difference. Now, you will not have all that if you do not have even the slightest fear. Fear keeps a man honest. I, uh, uh, before we started the workshop, I was just having a little bit of a chat, Dean and uh, Dr. Kanna. But now, although I've been doing this for 23 years, this uh, personal development and everything else for 23 years, every time before I start a workshop, I still get scared. I get a little bit nervous. I'm like, ooh, is this the one where I fail? <laughs> This is the one where I fall. But that pushes me to over-deliver every single time. So fear is your friend. And that's what face everything in rice. You know, it, you make it sound so easy, Mr. DeLon, but some people have a difficult time with that. I mean, you, you probably blame, I don't know, I'm thinking right now, maybe culture. Sometimes uh, we, we are raised to, to fear things, just to discipline our kids. Like, hey, don't go there. It's dark. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like ingrained in us as well. How do we fight that or how do we rise above that? It's, it's so funny you should mention this example. <laughs> Why? Um, I was about six or seven. So my parents want me to sleep in my own room already. Okay? I used to think it was a sadistic way of doing things, but now I see the wisdom behind it. Um, my sister is laughing there because she knows what I'm going to say. So they would make me go to bed at nine o'clock, both my mom and my dad. Okay? They would go to my own bed. Then as I'm going to the room, both my parents would make ghost sounds. Ooh, going to come and get you. And I come out crying. You don't want to come out crying today. No, why are you out? Go back inside the room. He's your fear. That's insane. That's no insane. parents do that. I know. But probably that is what has made me such a total... I, I, I have no fear. So, walking... So, again, it's not necessarily culture, like I said. But like when you said going into a dark room, <laughs> I was five or six. Right? Now... But the moment you've built that value, you you will transfer it to your rest of your family. My son, who is five years old, four, he's not fully five yet, he sleeps in his own room, in the dark, not afraid, right? Because I got this value 40 years ago, when I was his age, when my parents were trying to scare the shit out of me. But that had made me very, very courageous. Look, nobody, Malaysia is pretty well developed. For me to have left the comfort of my country to come to a place like Cebu and to have thrived there, if I had fear, I would not have been able to do it. I've met all the way from Mr. Lulier to Henry C's uh, descendants to all the top people in Cebu, uh, in the Philippines even. I've been all the way down to Mindanao, to Danao, to Davao, you name it, I've been. North, South, East, West. I'm not afraid. Right? Dr. Tana went to uh, school in, in, in Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe is not the most friendliest places of, uh, you know, when, when we think Europe, we, it's, 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 we usually think Germany, Belgium, North. Eastern Europe is not something like that. 
I was there for a week. I'm like, damn, this scares me. <laughs> and I was there for six years. Wow. <laughs> and I actually missed the place. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. There was a time when wow. she told me that uh, she, she, she used to um, uh, uh, be with... Uh, yeah, she, she's a medical doctor, so there, because they have, dead, they have a dead body per student. So she would spend entire nights with the dead body. You even named the dead body a name, right? What was the name of the... Of, of the... I, I can't recall, but I did spend time, you know, during my first year, my first week there, actually, for my anatomy. I had to go and spend time with this cadaver. And it wasn't scary because it was part of the education system. I have to follow that, you know, and I wanted to be a doctor. So I can't be afraid of all these things. But this is where that you, you must understand the types and uh, the, the ways that you need to handle the fear. So most people, uh, like you were mentioning, Amar, that, that before performing or before uh, going for any trainings, you still get that that feeling of nervousness, that fear, like, is this going to work out? Things like that, right? So most people have this from a very young age. They have this fear of failure. Okay, what is fear of failure? Fear of failure is actually the emotions or feelings that you get when you're experiencing threats, danger, pain, or uh, this sort of uh, things that's a which are happening to you. So as a kid, like when you were sent to that room all alone, and your parents and our parents were making all these noises to scare you, so that was a sort of danger. I still you know? remember it like yesterday. I even mentioned it when I went to therapy. I was like, yeah, I'm fucked up because my my parents were doing this kind of nonsense to me. And then, but as I as I start doing more of this work, I realized like no, it's their way of uh, showing me courage. Like for example, correct. My son, I trained him how to walk. So I I, I said for me everything has to be done. Go without a timeline, it's it's it's, it's, it's useless. It's never going to get you anywhere. So when, the moment he was born, I decided by six months he's going to walk. Okay. So my labor asked me like, how, how? I said, don't worry, I'll figure it out. So I would encourage him to stand and stand and stand. So finally one day I decided, okay, this week is when he walked. So I, he, I would make him walk around with a stick. So I would hold a stick, he would hold on to the stick and I'd walk around with him, he'd hold a stick. So one day I stood at the door and the stick, and the stick, uh, stick was about six feet long. I yanked out the stick from his hand. He started crying because he's like, what are you going to do? I said, if you want to come in, you walk. So he cried, cried, but he walked in. And from that moment, he didn't get sick anymore. He had no fear of standing up on his own, right? So for a, psych a child psychologist, must say, like, I'm traumatizing my son and everything. Like, yeah, but he's walking. <laughs> well, parents normally, they do uh, things based on the resources and knowledge they have, you know? So like what our parents did was based on the resources and knowledge they had. That's not ideal. Things can have uh, could have been done better, but uh, they did it with the resources they had, and thank God we turned out this way, you know. So most people experience fear of failure. Like when I was in school, I attended a lot of uh, competitions in storytelling and uh, choral speaking. So I always had this fear of failure. Why? Because um, first of all, to understand fear of failure, it's a sense of uh, fear, irrational or persistent feeling people get 
when it comes to failing. So this could be with an exam project or in life, with life in general. So I used to get it during all these competitions. So what are the characteristics of fear of failure? You feel helpless. So I believe nowadays with the COVID situation, people are having this. They feel helpless. So they feel like they're going to fail their family. They're going to fail their children. They're going to fail at life. And then there's anxiety. And then there, you also feel a sense of dizziness, sweating, or even digestive uh, problems that can occur with fear of failure, you know? And this can be related to other mental health conditions such as anxiety and depression. So when people have this, most people don't realize it. They're probably thinking, okay, I'm just stressed because of my work. I'm stressed because of uh, I, I have to attend to my kids and my family. I just don't have enough time to rest. But they don't recognize that everything comes back to the root issue that they have this fear of failure since childhood. So what could have been the causes of uh, this fear of failure? Uh, earlier, June, you mentioned this could have been from the upbringing. So this is very likely because uh, when, you, when you don't live up to the family's expectation, when you don't uh, score the best results in school, and you are considered a failure, you know, when you, for you, you've, made, you've done your best. You've got B probably. But then your family is just expecting you to get an A. So when you get a B, you're totally a failure. And they make all these dramas and emotions that comes out. They're like, oh my God, you've disappointed me. Life means nothing now that you've got a B. The whole family is upset because of you. So you have already uh, made believe, you, you've already started to believe that you're a failure. But... That B is actually good enough. That's the best that you could do. You're probably really good at something else, maybe music or uh, working out or sports or things like that, you know? Not exams per se. So upbringing, relatives, family, family, friends, all these uh, big contributing factors. And then there's trauma. Continuous traumas or losses. Like people who have started businesses and failed again and again and again, they believe, I'm not good at business. Business is not for me. I used to believe that, you know. I thought business is not for me. But uh, it depends. Maybe you're not good at certain types of business. Maybe you're good at services. You're not good at uh, products and things like that. So you need to understand yourself better. So people who are applying for jobs again and again after thousands of uh, job application letters and still... They, uh, they are not able to get a job. They're probably uh, feeling like a failure because, hey, I'm not getting a job, so I'm not good at getting any job. You know? So that's the belief that they have. These are the factors, traumas and upbringing. So what is the outcome from here? When you have this deep-rooted belief that you are a failure because of all these factors, the outcome will be low self-esteem. And what does low self-esteem do? It causes insecurity. And insecurity builds up guilt. And guilt will make you to have negative self-talk. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. This is never for me. I can never achieve this. This sort of talks just goes on in your mind and with people who you're talking to. And then finally, this leads to self-sabotage. So what people do is 
that when they uh, when even great things are coming towards them and even great things are happening to them they end up ruining it for themselves because in their mind they cannot believe that oh my god i didn't even have a job and now i'm a business owner i have three different businesses and i'm making so much of money this doesn't seem real i i, I so they tend to ruin it for themselves and they sabotage it and they go back to the original space i've seen this happen many many times and that's why it's important to identify the type of fear that you have and how or what are the characteristics and how you can manage it so the way that you can manage this is to focus and take control so be clear on what you want don't focus on the problems that you have focus on the solutions because what you focus on expands next plan ahead amar was mentioning about planning so when you plan let's say you have a training next week so prepare all your materials prepare the clothes that you want to wear for the training prepare the things that you want to talk for the training do rehearsals again and again you know people like tony robbins still practice and do continuous rehearsals after performing so many years after uh, conducting so many trainings for so many years right so plan ahead and then redefine failure maybe for your parents a was the ultimate winning point but it doesn't have to be for you redefine that failure so that you don't feel too bad about yourself and then always be more optimistic start reading more uh get more posts like we shared earlier about our socials you can follow us and you can figure out there to get inspired and motivated there and uh watch more videos that boost up your confidence you need this so this is how you can help yourself so this is one type of fear that most people have but they don't really identify it you know i remember dr kana a friend of mine when you said when you mentioned plan ahead focus i mean rehearse 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 she was just Correct. so afraid she couldn't even move like you know she couldn't take that first step she was just so she was worrying more she was spending so much time worrying than actually trying to prepare and do something about that fear of hers there are people like that what do we do so when they have identified this fear they have this fear of failure it can be in a very mild moderate or severe condition if it's severe they need to seek uh, help with doctors they need to go for a psychotherapist or they need to uh, get coaches they need to seek help because they when you first of all you need to identify that issue once you can identify and you can uh, point out okay this is my problem so that will be a better way to start helping you you know You know the problem with uh, the Philippine culture Dr. Kanna is sometimes if you go to a psychologist uh there's so much stigma to it it's like oh my gosh I'm crazy yikes I don't want to tell people I'm crazy that's also like a big challenge there getting help is a, a good thing but not everybody's open to that it's like no I can handle this or I'm just going to talk to my friend what what is the advantage of actually really seeking professional help So for people like that June that's why we are here you know they can always reach out to us 
if they feel uh, afraid that they're going to be judged, then they can always write to us, email us, and attend to our free programs and get help in that way. So uh, when you seek professional help, we will help you. Uh, professional help will always uh, guide you to go to the root issue and um, understand yourself better. So most of the time, you are the main factor for everything that is not working out or everything that's working in your life. So you need to understand yourself better. You have to, uh, let's say, untangle all those knots that people around you have uh, placed on you since you were a kid. You know, like your parents have uh, placed a knot saying that you are an angry child. You are a sad child. You are a lazy child, or our teachers have said you will never be good in languages. You will never be good in mathematics. So these are other people's beliefs. You are probably really good in both languages and and numbers. You are probably the most cheerful person, but you made uh, you've been made to believe that you're the most sad person ever. So we need to empty this jar. Oh, 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 this knots has been tied on you forever. So empty this jar so that we can fill in with your version of yourself. You know, your desired version. But for people who are afraid to get help, that's why we are here. How about if the person is? How about if the person is not me? It's like someone I know who's just so afraid. How do you talk to that person? How do you talk? That person into like believing believing in himself, like or herself. I will I will give you that. Okay. Remember, I told you when I gave my son a six feet long stick, and I had him hold on to the stick. And then when I feel it was the opportune moment, I pulled out the stick, and he was able to walk on his own. I got that idea from watching Dumbo when I was a child. You remember Dumbo? Dumbo is this baby elephant with huge, flappy ears, and he believed, and he didn't know he could fly. But he had a little feather that was given to him that believed that made him feel like he was light to fly. One day the feather went away, but Dumbo was so used to flying, it became his second instinct already. Whoever you're trying to help, help uh, give them a stick, some sort of a guidance. Uh, you know, uh, if you don't know how to swim, why don't you wear a life jacket? But you start flapping your legs anyway. And then when the time is right, and usually this time is about six to eight months of consistently doing something, then you remove the life jacket. Then they will go like, "Oh, I've always been able to swim." Yeah, you can guide this person uh, towards all these resources that you are aware of, that you believe will be effective. So you can show them these resources which are available, and let them to get familiar with these resources, and eventually they'll come around. If they really believe and if they really want that change, that's very true. It's gotta, it's gotta start with us wanting that change. It, it's gotta start with us uh, that that acknowledgement that we need help and we need to move forward. Wow, you know, li- living in the COVID times really 
we're living in real fear, fear of so many things that's even overlapping. How do we move from here, right? Fear of your business, fear of not being able, yeah, which is all of the things that you you have mentioned, both of you, Dr. Kana and, and Mr. Delon. We have to applaud the people who have actually kept on moving forward. But I'm sure we have to help the people who have also been stuck and uh, been in a difficult situation. Correct, correct. So most people also don't try anything because uh, they're so used uh, to a certain way and then they're afraid of being rejected. So let's say if someone uh, has been a pilot for a long time, during this COVID situation, they're afraid to try something else. I believe uh, we remember that Amar mentioned that there's a uh, pilot who's uh, doing his own business selling, uh, what is he selling Amar? He's selling shrimp. He's selling selling shrimp. So he had that guts. You know, it would have been very easy for people to reject him. Or, uh, for example, doctors for them to do something else. Because normally doctors really don't know. Uh, they don't know to explore anything else besides the healthcare field. Or accepting exactly what they've been taught in the medical school. You know? So... Uh, most of this comes from a place of uh, the, the fear of rejection. The main reason for this is because of low self-esteem again and because they value themselves so low. They believe the, the, the bar that the, they set for themselves is very low. So fear of rejection is an irrational fear that you get and you're even convinced that people won't accept you or approve you based on your looks, values, or beliefs. So the characteristics of people who have a fear of rejection is uh, they have difficulty expressing themselves. They uh, are always standing in the way of their own growth and they avoid confrontation. And most importantly, they are people pleasers. So they will try to say yes to everyone and everything because they don't want to upset anyone and uh, they don't want to be disliked. So what will be the outcome of this fear? So people will be really, really unhappy and then they will continue being in jobs or relationships or with clients that uh, are making them unhappy, you know? There are people who in the business world who maintain clients even though they, they are not uh, happy with those clients and these clients are uh, treating them so badly but just because they are afraid to lose this connection you know so if you're providing good quality service or good quality products and your client is continuously treating you badly then you have to re-evaluate that relationship just like any personal relationship it's, if your partner is treating you badly it's not being nice or kind or understanding to you is being very selfish, then you have to reevaluate that relationship. So uh, this will be the outcome. And this level of unhappiness may even lead to other further uh, difficult level of uh, issues with health, you know? So being unhappy is not a normal thing. It's not a thing that you have to accept. You need to get out of that state. So uh, people face rejection, people who go through rejection, um, they need to understand that their feelings and emotions are real. 
So they need to validate their emotions and they need to know their self-worth and continue to remind themselves of their self-worth. So it's not, like I mentioned earlier, it's not a label that's been placed on you by other people, but it's a self-worth definition uh, based on what you believe you are, you know? If you think you're the most beautiful person in the whole of Cebu, then you are the most beautiful person. If you think you're a great uh, singer and you're continuously putting effort to be that good singer, you're doing all the actions and the efforts, while everyone around you are laughing, then uh, don't care about that. So your self-esteem, your self-worth matters. You know? And then, uh, take this rejections that you get as a learning opportunity. You know? You learn a lot from all these rejections. I believe people who've gone through so many dates where they've been rejected by so many guys or girls, they would become better in the next date because they know, okay, I should not talk about my ex in the next date. I should not talk about my debt or my, my, my financial problem in the next date, you know? So they know they learn from their mistakes. So you learn from your rejection fear. And finally, you must face your fear. If you don't face your fear, you will never grow. So these are the important things that uh, you need to understand, know, know in yourself. And then once you understand and you know yourself, you'll be able to manage it better. So if Dr. Kana or Mr. Delon could maybe give us an example, let, let's just use the pilot as an example. Because I'm what I'm thinking right now is, okay, I'm a pilot. I used to be, I, I used to be a pilot, but now I'm going to start selling shrimp. What, what, what positive thoughts can I tell myself just to fight that fear in my head? Are there some lines that maybe you just could think of? one thing you need to remember. This is a situation. It is not my reality. This is just a situation. It's not my reality. So, like, for example, if you go out for seafood and you have bad and upset stomach, right? And you spend the whole night on the toilet bowl. Is that your reality or is that a situation? Sounds like a situation to me, Mr. Delon. Same thing here. It is just a situation. You just have to wait for the discomfort to ease and it will ease. But up to, up to that point, you have to continue living. You have to continue, you know, if, if you have an upset stomach, you drink some tonic water or you drink some uh, salt water or you drink some soda or something just to make it feel better, right? It's not your way of life. You're just adjusting to that particular situation. We do it all the time. This is what we do it in smaller scales. Same thing. Right now, yep, you're a pilot. Or as long as the planes are flying. When the planes are flying, who are you? What are you? Right? So when we tie our existence to our career, to our professional qualifications, if that goes away, then everything goes away. Um, is, June, do you remember when you were five years old? I'm not quite sure. What 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 do you want me to go back to? I don't know. Do you remember any any incidences that happened when you were five years old? A favorite dress, maybe a favorite meal, perhaps. I'm not sure, Mister Delon. You were five at one point in time, correct? Say that again. 
you were five at one point in time, correct? Of course, absolutely, yes. But just because you cannot remember it, does it mean that that was a lie? That reality did not happen? No, of course it happened. Right, but it happened. But that is not nearly as real as who you are now. Right? So you were five, but that happened a long time ago. But it happened, it's done. You cannot go like, I used to look so nice in this dress when I was five. I'm going to wear the same dress again now. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. <laughs> right. So let's go back even three years back. Right? You might have had a relationship or a friend or a restaurant or something that you frequent to three years ago. But 36 months down, that reality is no longer there. But does not mean that did not happen. It happened, but for a different reason. It's not moving you forward. We have to, it's always upwards and onwards. Right? Every stage of our life happens. I used to have much thicker hair. <laughs> and for yeah, you one, used to have really long hair. Yeah, I used to have hair all the way up to my neck. I used to have a oh, ponytail. wow. Right? I, I, I can't keep trying to catch a past glory because it's, it's a past. I need to create future realities. And that's the power that we have. We have absolutely zero power to fix the past. We can fix past uh, psychological issues and everything else through therapy, through hypnotherapy, through timeline therapy. I do all this stuff. Canada does all this stuff. It can be fixed mentally, but the reality of the past remains a reality. But we have such amazing power that we can see into our own future and create that reality. If you can dream it, you can think it, and you work towards it, it will most definitely happen. Dr. Tana is a doctor now because from the moment that she could think and talk, that's all we talked about. You're going to have to be a doctor. You're going 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 to be a doctor. Right? They tried that with me. And then I actually really loved money from a very young age. I started playing Monopoly when I was like six, seven, right? And, 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 and I used to be like money, the understanding of business just came easily to me. Right? So it moved on in that way. So you are whatever you tell yourself you are. If you say like, I am unworthy of love. I am going to be uh, this person forever. Then you'll be that person forever. As a matter of fact, one of the first things I remember when I first came to Cebu, it broke my heart. One of my first workshops was called Push. There's a way until success happens. Push Power, Push Power Conference. Uh, was hosted by uh, my, my official radio station was uh, Magic, Killer B then, Magic Now, right? So it was one of the, that's why I still have this relationship right now with Magic. And I spoke to a bunch of uh, graduating Filipino youth, 16, 17 year old, 18 year old boys. And I was like, so what do you aspire to be? These are regular working class kids, not from the rich families. All of them pretty much said the same thing. Sir, I'm Filipino. My options in the world is limited. Like, why would you say that? 
Because, you know, it's believed that if you want to be successful or rich in the Philippines, you need to be Chinese. Well, you can't choose the way you're born, right? Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. So, and I always tell them this. Do I look Chinese to you in any shape, way, or form? They say, no. Then why are all of my customers Chinese? Right? So you need to believe what you can offer the world. And you will get there. You know, Amar? Tony Robbins says that change is never a matter of ability. It's always a matter of motivation and drive. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. If you believe you can, you can. If you believe you can't, then you can't. It's as simple as that. So a simple test, okay? If it's something that you believe you cannot do, right? You've believed it for the long, longest time. For the full day today, right? From the moment after you've listened to this, this, this uh, radio broadcast or podcast, recite this mantra to yourself. I believe so I can. I believe so I can. Just keep saying it in your head nonstop until you go to bed. And even as you are falling asleep, see what changes for you in just 24 hours. It's as simple as that. So what are you waiting for? Let's start saying it, everybody. Say it with me, please. I believe so I can. I believe so I can. <laughs> right? I get two thumbs up from Mr. DeLarn. I'm in the right path. So now it's time for MBA Insights, where we feature different worldviews on the issues that we are facing today. And for season four of MBA On Air, we've interviewed a lot of very interesting personalities. What we're gonna share with you right now is the highlights. Please listen to this. So every thought, feeling, and emotion is something you know, we could create in our, in our mind. But then we have to remember that our body and our being is two different things. So our body actually feels. It feels. But your feeling could be different than my feeling. So if we don't know what a feeling is, maybe we have to try to find out what is it. And then ask your body, because your body knows, how do you feel when you're happy? You know, kids are very good at that. They're like, yeah, yeah. You know, they're like this, they, you know, they would just feel it everywhere. And we can feel that too, but maybe we have cut that off. We, maybe we have cut that off. You know, how does it feel if I eat something? How do I taste it? How do I feel inside? If I'm sad, okay, we have been told, oh, this is sad. What is sad? What is sadness for me? How do I feel in my body then? Where does it feel in my body? So when we start to know all these dis different feelings, but then again, is it my feeling? Or is it someone who have told me that this is how it feels and I took it on? Then it's very, you know, difficult to know because if you're not even aware of what a feeling is, how am I going to know how I'm feeling? So the basic is to start to know in your body, even pain, you know, that is in the body somewhere, but it, you know, we, we know it up in our mind. Okay, this pain, are we trying to numb it? Or are we trying to feel what this pain is really 
how is it feeling? Because we can heal, our body can heal, but we have to be aware. And so it starts first of all, I believe, being aware, being aware of our thoughts, being aware of our feelings, because then we can give it any name we want, any name. Uh, when I come to my family, I don't talk about uh, work. I don't talk about patients. I don't uh, speak about my problems. I try to balance it with um, I, I, I I love reading, so that's that's how I de-stress myself. Uh, I don't just read uh, novels. I I love reading uh, medical stuff. I try to I I try to improve my knowledge to help patients. That's why I de-stress myself. The moment I do something, when I know I'm doing something right, something um, uh, reasonable, uh, I get happy with that. It's part of the job, isn't it? Yes. That's how we... we I don't take things personally. I never rest. Um, even people beg me to rest, I never rest. I. I keep on moving forward, I keep on trucking now. But coming back to the point, the first thing I had to change was my hair, you know. I used to have uh, a pretty good lock of hair. So I decided to do something extreme. I went full the rock. I cleaned it all out because I wanted to restart. I changed my daily face routine. Uh, at the same time, I also changed what I put in my mind. So at night, I used to watch TV shows variety of shows and after a long discussion then I changed I stopped I stopped and I started to put in uh, positive affirmations meditation chants uh, every night till today I still practice that never stopped it and I maintain that and it changed you know um, when I go out on dates I thought I was like, ah, dating is just a waste of time you know, it's, it's blah, blah, blah. You know, when you have money, it should not be an issue. But when I change the basic foundation of myself, when I start looking at myself in the mirror, right? It's like, oh, shit, I forgot how good I looked. I forgot how I like to dress up. You know, I forgot how fashionable I was. So I have forgotten myself and I have forgotten the past and the present and myself internally. So, but I had to go through a whole rediscover journey and then I found, ah, okay, this is what Dean is. This is how Dean is going to grow. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, world experts sharing with us what they know and what they've gone through. This is MBA Insights, where we feature different worldviews on the issues we're facing today. We hope you had lots more gems to take with you as we move along with life. To our final few moments on MBA On Air with Amar Dalon, favorite Malaysian Visaya business coach, and Dr. Kana, who's been helping us with uh, mental health. This is the last episode for this season, Mr. Dalon. I feel like crying. <laughs> So what I have to share before I leave today is that don't let fear rule you. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. So go get whatever that you desire and understand yourself and don't let fear be a stop. So this is Dr. Kana. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Harmonious Haven. 
for your daily dose of inspiration and motivation. Till we see you again in the next season. Thank you so much, Dr. Kana. Yes, we look forward to seeing you again and be inspired by what you have to share with us every time we do MBA on air. Mr. Delon, we must Thank hear you, from Jim. you. Thank you. Thank you. So we started this program this season with a lot of gratitude. And uh, I want to end this season with a lot of gratitude as well. My biggest heartfelt gratitude goes to the city of Cebu and the people of Cebu and my clients there in the Philippines, right? To Magic for continuously being able to support me, to you, Jun, for being able to come on board all the time, to Dr. Kana for giving her best, to my guy in the background, Dean, who's uh, gone through, I mean, we just come up here and just show up. <laughs> he has to go in and do the magic at the back there. So he's the magic behind the magic. And, That's uh, right. Uh, yeah. And and I want to leave you guys with a very, very strong note here. I mean, you can continuously follow up with me. And I'm, I I post updates all the time on my social media, you know, be it, it at my Instagram or my Facebook or my Twitter or my LinkedIn. It's all connected with one account under Amardilan, at Amardilan, A-M-A-R-D-E-L-O-N. And the impact that you will continue to get as you're taking action in your life is going to be forever profound because this is one life that we have and we have to live it by our own design so live by design this is Amardalan, your malaysian messiah coach and not only for your life not only for your business but for every aspect of your life i'll see you again next season right here on magic and on Spotify. Till then, live well, live amazing, live by design. See you. Bye-bye.